0: We continue this week as we dig into the Word once again, looking at the Sermon on the Mount. We've only got maybe two more Sundays, I think, after this. Um, So we're getting to the end, and uh, just to review a second, last week we looked at the, the important passages on do not judge, and we talked about last week how when we do make judgments among each other, we are called to judge with mercy. Say that with me. We're called to judge with mercy. How do we judge with mercy? I gave you all a big clue last week. We remember there is a what? What? A plank in our own eye. Right? We remember there's a plank in our own eye. If I keep that plank in my eye, it helps me be merciful with those around me. Now, as we talked about last week, there is this little verse at the end saying, "Don't give to what is, to dogs what is sacred. Don't throw your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces." And so, with this last word, he's saying, "Be careful when you give what is true and holy to, to, to folks, because sometimes we harden our hearts like dogs. We harden our hearts like pigs, and instead of receiving that, we turn and we tear up." The, the good news that's being offered to us. And so with that word, Jesus kind of takes a pivot. Because what kind of what he's saying with this is this, don't harden your hearts. Don't be a, a, a dog that resists the holy that's offered to you. Don't, don't be a pig that tramples on it and tears those around you to pieces. Instead, this is the word for us today, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if your daughter asks for a fish, you'll give her a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give, give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I need your help. Help me lift you up. May I do my best to hide myself behind the cross. And Lord, may you give us hearts today that are soft, that are ready to ask and seek and knock, because you have good gifts to share with us, and I thank you for those good gifts you continue to give, in Jesus' name, amen. So as I mentioned, Jesus says, listen, beware, don't harden your hearts like dogs or the pigs. Instead, ask. God, and keep on asking. Seek God, and keep on seeking. Knock at heaven's door, and keep on knocking. If you do, God is the God who will give you good gifts. And that's good news today, isn't it? We are called to be a a asking, seeking, knocking kind of people. And the image I think of is, well, I know it's kind of strange for the older generation, but our generation that grew up on the Harry Potter books. I know there's a bit of controversy with Harry Potter, but I think he's pretty well swell. Uh, Harry Potter, uh, in his stories, he he was on a Quidditch team. It's one of those weird uh games and on that game uh, he was called a seeker and the seeker's job was to go after this little bitty ball with wings that you never knew where it was going to be and so his whole focus he could help his team win the game if he just caught the little ball I i think it was a quaffle i don't know is that right anybody know the big one's the quaffle yeah, there's quaffles and bludgers, but, but it's the little one, okay? The little one with wings. But he was called a seeker, right? So in the game, it's kind of like soccer where you try to get the ball through the goal, right? He that wasn't his game. He ignored that part of the game. His whole game was, I've got to find the little ball. I am the seeker. And so his priority is to be a seeker. His focus is to be a seeker. His energy is to be a seeker. And he's got to beat the other seeker to the little ball because whoever finds that ball is most likely going to win the Quidditch match. And uh, brothers and sisters, what Jesus shares with us today is we are called as Christians to be seekers, to let everything else fall to the side, not worry about anything else going on, but to be people who ask and keep on asking, to be people who seek and keep on seeking, to be people who knock and keep on knocking. You say, Chris, what are you saying? We gotta keep on doing it. You gotta know Greek. In Greek, when you see a Greek present tense, that's what the present tense means. And all these verbs here in this passage are the present tense verbs. So it's ask and keep on asking. Knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. And so as we do this, uh, what does that look like? Well, in asking, it means that we are called to be a people of prayer. We've talked about prayer a couple of weeks ago. Jesus already tackled the asking piece earlier on, but to just refresh again, I can give you three prayers that you can always pray and know that God will hear those prayers and give you the gifts that you need right three prayers you can pray the first prayer is come lord jesus come lord jesus the second prayer is come holy spirit come holy spirit i need your presence i need your power i need your joy i need your mercy and then the third prayer is kind of like those two but lord jesus help me i'm a sinner or Jesus, help me, I'm a sinner. Those are three prayers that we can ask and keep on asking and know that those are prayers God will always answer in the affirmative for us. Because God likes us to be persistent in our seeking. Not only that, how do we seek? Who do we seek? Well, we seek God. But Jesus, in fact, already gave us the clue to this about two sermons ago. Do you remember that sermon? Where he said, seek first the, what, kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and whose righteousness? His, not mine, not yours. Seek first his righteousness and, and he knows a whole lot better than, God knows a whole lot better than I do. And so we seek first God's Righteousness. We seek first his kingdom. We put put God's worldview. One way we seek is our worldview, which most of our worldviews are Fox News worldviews or woke worldviews or some other worldviews. Brothers and sisters, we need God's worldview. We need God's worldview, not the other worldview. And to do that, we seek the kingdom. We seek his righteousness. And then third, knock and keep on knocking because we know if we knock at God's door, God says in Revelation, you knock on my door, Jesus will come in and we'll have a great meal together in fellowship and we will be together. And so there is an invitation to intimacy every time we knock at God's door. And so this is who we are to be this morning and every day as disciples of Jesus. And as we do that, uh, Jesus also, in these verses, though, he gives us a warning. He he, he tells us there are two lies that will especially keep you from asking and seeking and knocking. So he says, watch out for these two lies. And so I want to share those two lies with you today. The first lie that uh, we often buy into is that as human beings we are mostly good and just a little bit bad. We are mostly good and just a little bit naughty. And so Jesus, in his teaching this morning, clarifies that a bit. He says, "Listen, which of you, if your son asks for a bread, I'll give him a stone; or if he asks for a fish, I'll we'll give him a snake." If you then, though you are, what? Did you read it? Though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Wow. Ooh, that hurts. Jesus, you're stomping on my feelings. I thought I was mostly good. But brothers and sisters, the problem with seeing ourselves as mostly good in our world is, It's the kind of attitude that often leads us not to ask a whole lot or to seek a whole lot or not to knock a whole lot because I'm fine on my own. I'm a good person. I can live my own life by my own worldview and by my own values and by my own stuff, and I can do that however I want to, and I don't really need God a whole lot. But the Lord shares with us today that though you, and literally in the Greek, though you being evil, he chooses the word to be, that ontological verb that says, in the nature of who you are, you guys, you men, you women, everybody on the planet, you're, you're all broken. And you say, well, Chris, maybe, maybe Matthew got it wrong and, and he said it here, but you know, surely he didn't say this kind of thing other places. Well, no, in every gospel, Jesus says the same thing. You can go to John's gospel, in John's gospel, John hints at it this way, that in John chapter 2, Jesus is out and people are believing in him and they're excited about him early on in his ministry and and fired up about him. And he says, the, the gospel writer says, but Jesus did not entrust himself to them because he knew what was really in them. He knew ultimately he couldn't trust us because we're broken. We could go on to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and you can look at the rich young ruler story, and the rich young ruler, he comes up and says, "Uh, uh, good teacher, what must I do to enter the kingdom? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? There is one good, and that is God. Again, he's reminding us over and over again of our brokenness and this is one of the foundational principles of the christian worldview and just to to kind of help you see that in the united methodist book of discipline in our doctrine there are three parts of our official doctrine and this doctrine uh, will never be changed i don't care how How many years the united methodist church is around what it says now is what it's going to say because it's impossible to change but this is what it says about what jesus says here and jesus doesn't just say i could say the old testament says it i could say paul says it but and and it goes back of course to the story of adam and eve right and so our doctrine connects it with the fall of the original uh, adam and eve uh, heritage and says this in our book of discipline. Original sin, that is our original brokenness, stands not, it's not, in other words, it says it's not because we're following Adam and doing what Adam did. He said it, the book says, or our doctrine says, but it is the corruption of the nature of every human being that naturally is engendered of the offspring of adam that means if we are sons and daughters of adam and eve then it affects us too in our nature the core of who we are whereby men and women are very far gone from original righteousness and of their own nature inclined to evil and that continually so if we weren't just evil we're inclined to evil and continually And then it goes on in Article 8 and says the condition of human beings after the fall of Adam is such that we cannot turn and prepare ourselves by our own natural strength, by our works to faith, calling upon God. Wherefore, we have no power to do good works that are pleasing and acceptable to God, except or without the grace of God by Christ going before us. Or for those that have been Methodists a while, preventing us or prevenient grace if you've heard that I know you've heard it from Dr. John Byers right that we may have a good will and working with us when we have that good will now that's two of the three I won't read the third but what this one is basically saying is we cannot fix our brokenness that is an impossibility we are not strong enough we don't have the right will we don't have the right attitude we don't have the right good works We cannot fix ourselves to be pleasing and acceptable to God. We are completely and utterly broken. And the only thing that can redeem us and save us is the grace of God in Christ that goes before us. The preventing grace that pours into our life, and that grace begins to tune our heart where we want to ask more, where we want to seek more, where we want to knock more. And uh, now you say, Chris, this is a bummer. I mean, uh, some of you maybe you remember, uh, uh, gosh, uh, the the sermon that we had to all read in high school from uh, Jonathan Edwards, right? It's sinners in the hands of an angry God. You remember that, yeah? Hey, Chris, this sounds a little like that. What are you doing? We don't talk like that anymore, right? But here's the deal. Jesus talked like that. Why did he talk like that? Is it because he was bent on bad news? No. It's because we must must agree we are sick. If we can't agree we're sick, we cannot find the solution. We cannot be made whole. We We cannot be made well. Right? And so Jesus points out our sickness and says, you must... As my people agree on the sickness if you don't agree on the sickness my grace can't work to soften your heart so that you ask and keep on asking and seek and keep on seeking and knock and keep on knocking and so that is his first lesson for us the lie to look out for but then he knows there's a second lie that we also often believe just as well and the second lie is this God really isn't that good all the time God really isn't that good all the time and I see this a lot from people who maybe are kind of on the fringe of church right they, they come every once in a while they listen to every once in a while and, but what I hear them say when I talk with them is yeah I know I could go to church every week and I could follow Jesus and I could do all those things but, but I like how I'm living I like the things I'm doing And God's just going to mess all that up because he's going to want me to change and he's going to, when I ask him for a fish, he's going to give me a snake. And when I ask him for a piece of bread, he's going to give me a rock. And he's going to make and spoil my life. And so I just, I think I'd rather do what I want to do and live how I want to live. And then maybe when I get close to dying, well, then maybe then maybe I'll start to ask and seek and knock. and sort of my statement with that is I don't know about you but to me that sounds if God is really good if God gives us really good gifts and I don't know about you I want those gifts today I want those gifts right now I want his joy right now I want his forgiveness right now. I want his presence right now. I want his hope right now. I want his forgiveness right now. I want him right now. And if that means me changing, I believe that he knows how I can be the best me because I certainly don't know how to do it. But yet still some of us say, well... I'll just wait till I get close to the end. And so my word today is, oh, but you're missing out on the goodness of God who loves to give good gifts to those who ask him. So will you ask him? And then in closing, he gives the golden rule, right? This gem of what it means to, to be God's person. So in everything, do to others, treat others the way you would do to have them do to you and how you want them to treat you for this sums up the law and the prophets now we could go ahead and i could preach a whole sermon on that but actually i've been preaching sermons on this for the last several weeks because what jesus is doing here is he's wrapping up this whole section of the sermon on the mount if you looked he started talking about the law and the prophets chapter 5, verse 17, and basically what he's saying is, is we've been talking about the law and prophets for the last two chapters. And so when I tell you don't judge unless you're ready to be judged, then what I'm telling you is judge with mercy and love one another. And when I say love your enemy and go the extra mile, what I'm saying is love one another. And when I tell you, uh, you know, you know, don't murder your neighbor, don't get angry with your neighbor, don't uh, commit adultery with, you know, when we talk about all that other stuff, it's treat other people the way you want to be treated follow the golden rule because this sums up the law and the prophets so one of the things jesus is doing here he's saying is this wraps up this section of my message we've talked about how to be a people of the law and the prophets and now with the rest of my sermon i'm going to head in a kind of different direction but it's good news to always hear we are called to treat others the way we want to be treated and so today if you're asking and seeking and knocking you're not doing that on your own you're doing it because the grace of jesus is working in your life and if that's the case i want to invite you as we close to uh, to consider this we're going to be doing an alpha course on august 16th and alpha is a course designed for those who are asking and seeking and knocking and want to of go deeper and grow more and learn more and do it in a community where they can get to know some other folks and so if that's you i hope you'll join us on wednesday evening august 16th and we'll even have a, the fellowship folks will have a great meal for us mike yoder and and, uh, and bonnie and them and, uh, and we will explore how to follow jesus better over the next uh, 12 15 weeks this fall then for others of you who have been asking seeking and knocking i've got one homework lesson for you and and then we're done this is your lesson i want you to take your bulletin during our communion time and while you're waiting to your turn at communion i want you to think of three names family friends neighbors who you think are asking seeking and knocking and i want you to write them down uh, and Or maybe you wish they were asking and seeking and knocking. Maybe they're not doing that at all. Maybe they're content with their goodness. Um, but I want you to write those three names down. And at 7.07 every morning after Matthew 7.7 that we've just read. Will you wake up and pray for those three and ask the Lord, Lord, if I can invite them on an asking, seeking, knocking journey at Alpha, uh, help me do that. And then... Uh, if 7.07 is too early for you, which it might be, you can also do it at 11.11 because this same passage is in Luke chapter 11. And uh, so you, could, you can reinforce it that way too. So if 7.07 doesn't work for you, then hey, do it 11.11. It doesn't matter to me. But write down three names, pray for those three names, and there's a bulletin for alpha in your directory. Either you come and use it or you give that to one of these three people. So that they can learn to ask and seek and knock too because there's no greater gift you can give to someone else than to ask, seek, and knock and so let us be a people who, keep, who ask and keep on asking, who seek and keep on seeking and who knock and keep on knocking because we have a good good father that loves you and he gives good gifts So why in the heck would you put off those gifts when he wants to pour them into your heart and life? I hope you won't.